Welcome to Critical Blues Reviews. I'm your host, Critical. What's the word, everyone? Yes, I know it's been a while. Unfortunately, I've been having situations with the job. I mean, they're moving my time all over the place, so I can't really get like a uh, a concrete time to really sit down, watch movies, and and do a podcast. You know, because now they're just shifting me all over the place. Still overnight which makes it harder, of course, but they just have me all over the place. I usually have Fridays and Saturdays off, but now, you know, they got me working just whenever they want to. So, yeah, Um, but yeah, enough about me, and uh, please continue to make me last by giving listener support to the podcast. I really appreciate the good looking out, and today we will be reviewing... The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Now, this one was about a struggling young black man who seeks a home in the times of gentrification while trying to receive the house his grandfather built. Now, the director of this film is Joe Talbot. You might have seen his uh, movie short, The American Paradise. And the writers for this film is Jimmy Fails and also Joe Talbot who wrote on the American Paradise short. So they're they're just starting off. I believe this is their first feature film. And the characters for this film, you have Jimmy Fails. Now, I mentioned Jimmy Fails earlier. Now, you're probably like, wait a minute. You said that he wrote American Paradise. How could he be a character in this film? Well, I'll tell you. He's playing himself. Yes, Jimmy Fails is playing Jimmy Fails. This is his first film, okay? So I I did enjoy his acting, and I will be looking forward to see more films coming from him. I actually thought he was that comedian that comes on uh, YouTube. I can't think of his name right now. Uh, he he does he does like the comedy shows with uh, Big Ja. I think they're from California, and he does the uh, like moving the Compton skit or. What, what when you move to the other side of town in Compton or something? He's a comedian. I thought that was him. I thought, oh, is this gonna be? I actually got excited. I was like, wow, he has his own movie. But nah, this wasn't the case. That's not him. You know, Jimmy Fails is Jimmy Fails. So yes, but Jimmy Fails is playing himself. You have Montgomery Allen playing play being played by Jonathan Majors. You might have seen him on White Boy Rick and Hostels. You have Grandpa Allen, played by Danny Glover. You've seen him in the Lethal Weapon series. Uh, not the series, excuse me. The uh, Lethal Weapon installments. And Lethal Weapon and the other installments. And also Color Purple. You have Wanda Fails, played by Tachina Arnold. You might have known her or might have seen her on Martin. Martin. Anyway, I couldn't stand that show back in the day. It was funny, but I, I couldn't get it. I was more of a Fresh Prince of Bel Air type of guy, but anyway, it is what it is. But yes, but we love we I, we love we all loved her on Martin, and definitely we've uh, seen her on Everybody Hates Chris. And you have James Senior played by Rob Morgan. He was in Mudbound and Daredevil. 
you have Bobby played by Mike Epps. He was in Next Friday and All About the Benjamins. Now, when I walked into this film, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know because like I told you, I thought he was the comedian that does the acting or the shorts, the short uh, skits with uh, Big Jaw. And that wasn't him, like I said. But yeah, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if this this was going to be a comedy. I just know I, I caught the trailer of two dudes on the skateboard together. So I didn't know if this, you know, these guys, you know, like uh, they, they were boyfriends, you know what I mean? Or they're just best friends. I couldn't really tell because, you know, they're older dudes. But, you know, you've seen two kids on a skateboard before, you know. But, you know, two grown men on a skateboard is just like, okay, that's, that's interesting. You know, because when you think about it, when you're on a skateboard, it's already hard enough to keep your balance. But then you have somebody on somebody else on there with you trying to keep their balance. So they're going to knock you off or they can possibly knock you off, you know, or, you know, I, I don't know. It, it just I, I just it was just, you know, like a scene that really, you know, stood out like, OK, two guys on the skateboard. OK. And so I didn't know what to expect going in. I didn't know what this movie was about. I didn't know if it was a comedy. I didn't know if it was a drama. I'm mostly into fast pace. May it be thriller, horror, action, comedies. So dramas, you know, I do like dramas. I did like The Room. That was an interesting drama. I'll say drama, thriller, uh, or drama suspense, I guess, The Room. But for this one, I, I didn't know what to expect. But the opening really got my attention it shows like a little black girl sucking on a lollipop while staring at a white man that's being protected by a hazmat suit now that really got my attention because you see if i'm not mistaken it was misty and of course they were doing some type of not experiment but some type of research to the water Uh, i believe it was the ocean that's out there and they were doing some form of research and they knew to protect themselves but yet the black people in the neighborhood they were unprotected so that was the first thing that got my attention so i didn't know where this was going i was like ooh, okay it that was like the most mysterious part like you had other mysterious parts that happened in the film i'll let you all watch but i for me it it wasn't enough i want to say but anyway let let me move forward so yeah, so that really got my attention. And I mentioned the opening where you have Jimmy and Montgomery riding the same skateboard uh, down the street. They're being mocked by just different witnesses as they head to Montgomery's grandfather's house. And so you didn't, I, for like, if you see that, like two Roman on a skateboard, it's going to stand out. You know, if you see two kids on the skateboard, two dudes or whatever, it's just not going to really stand out. You know, they're just kids. But, you know, two dudes on the skateboard, it's like, it's weird, you know, it's just like, not in a sexuality thing, it's just, you know, like, like I said, you, you gotta keep a balance, you know, how are you gonna keep a balance, you're gonna probably wait for them to fall off because of the balance, how hard it is to keep a balance, two people on a skateboard, I presume, um, but yeah, I mean, but after a while, I guess it will pop in your head, is, you know, are these, are they, you know, boyfriends, or are they together, you know? But from what I got from the watching the movie, it seemed like they're just best friends. May some may call it just have a very weird friendship. I, I don't really say that it's weird, but I, I use the term weird loosely in the sense of being very close because people aren't really close anymore. You know, 
like friends like friends today are like frenemies that's what today for today's friends are they feel it's more like frenemies or somebody you get up with once in a while and things of that nature you know and 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 some people take their friendship to a whole different level like you got people that actually when they have little sex sessions they actually you know switch up be in the same room together you know what i mean like you have those type friends which you know i'm not knocking if that's what you do that's what you do but what i'm I'm referring to is like being on one person it's like two dudes one 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 person whoever the person is the opposite sex or vice versa but i'm coming from a male's point of view so you know like might be two dudes and one other person and whoever that person may be who they decide to be friendly with so you have people that friend you know that friendly i'm not that friendly I'm, I'm i'm a k-solo type dude critical is k-solo i like my sexuality to myself meaning i like to like my you know the young lady that i'm with i like you know her to be with me you know what i mean like not to share her with my bestie so you know some people do that and i'm not knocking that you know especially if everybody permits to it everybody is okay with it i mean you do what you're gonna do now in the situation of in the situation of this where i kind of went off on a tangent but i'm getting to the point of me with my my friends uh like me for example i'm the type that when we go to sleep sometimes it'll be foot to head you know like if you want to say like what's your weird friendship like yeah we foot to head type of thing you know might be in the same bed just foot to head you know, some people like are like, yo, I would never do that. You know, that's not my thing. You know, all right, fine. You know, but you know, it's always it's not like a thing where it's like, you know, good night. You know, good night. You know, and then we just go to sleep. It's usually like we either working on something or we're watching a movie and we just fall asleep. Foot the head, person at the foot of the bed, while the other person's at the head of the bed. But you're in one bed. You know, I I am not uncomfortable with you know sleeping that way, especially friends who I've grown up with. That's one of the main reasons why is who you grow up with and how you've grown up. And you can tell these two guys, referring to Jimmy and Montgomery, they grew up together. And I and that, that was the thing that had it 50-50 with me when I first saw the scene. Like, I didn't know where it was going. And I didn't know, like, what how much people would put their own selves into, like, characters. Because usually it's kind of like, you know, it's, all right, these dudes are doing this together, so they're gay. You know what I mean? So, but yet there are other situations that happen, other types of friendships where most people just don't do. Like somebody was telling me you have two, you know, friends, grown men that hold hands. And, you know, especially in other cultures. Uh, Actually, a guy from Nigeria was telling me that like him and his friend, they hold hands. And somebody from Virginia, one of my friends from Virginia was saying that's what, you know, him and his friend does. They hold hands. They're very masculine and into themselves you know, into their own, uh, or different sex or whatever, if you want to put it, but that's just how they show their friendship, and so you have, you know, so I guess you can say that's, uh, you know, like, like, compared to today's friendship, that would be over and beyond, you know, but I'm not mad at that, you know, I'm, you know, I, I don't frown upon being over and beyond with your friends, you know, and so, yeah, so I mean that's what they did, you know what I mean? So, yeah, so so everybody has that friend or I, I don't say everybody, but I'm pretty sure there are plenty of people that do things with their friend that most people 
just don't do just like hey you know I, I just don't do that with my friend or you know that might be a little bit too much for me to do with my friend like I'm, I'm not going to hold my friend's hand you know what I mean so you know it, it depends it depends on you as the person and so that's how Jimmy and Montgomery that's how they are you know they're very very close they do just about everything together they get they have each other's back and that's the beautiful thing about this movie is their friendship and how close they are now we meet jimmy jimmy fails uh he works as an orderly and his friend montgomery works in a fish market now his friend montgomery he's also into the arts of drawing and theater and we learn that jimmy fails grandfather built a victorian house and Jimmy and his friend, Monty, try to find a way to bring the home back into the family possession because Jimmy's grandfather built that house. And so they're trying to repossess the family house. Now, this story is of love, family, and friendship. The story has good music, great cinematography, beautiful colors, and a ill, like, mad ill locations. I mean, like, it, it made me want to see the beauty of San Francisco. I never thought about going to, going to San Francisco ever until I saw this movie. And I was like, wow, I wouldn't mind visiting San Francisco. That would be pretty awesome. And so, like, I also have a quote for this film, like the quote of the movie, I would say. Uh, there's a line that Jimmy Fells was saying, I'll give you the context. They were on the bus and there was two women. They were from Los Angeles, but they live in San Francisco. And they were talking about how they hate San Francisco. And Jimmy looked over at them. Like Jimmy has his feelings of San Francisco and, and the trials and tribulations he had to go through living in that city and going through gentrification that's, you know, like this, you know, which has been basically stressing him. I would say probably was somewhat the antagonist of the story. But um, I don't know. I, I guess would the house be the antagonist? I don't know. I'm gonna have to rewatch it to really to really go through it. But I, I would say, yeah, you know. You know, you have Jimmy, he's on the bus and he's overhearing these women talking about how they hate San Francisco. And Jimmy, being from San Francisco, looks at them and tells them, quote, you don't get to hate it unless you love it. And that makes sense, you know, and because at first the women were defensive toward what Jimmy was saying, like, you know, don't tell us what to do type of thing. And that's when Jimmy had to break it down to him. Like, you know, you're in my city. You know what I mean? Like, you don't come to the city. You know, he didn't say say it in these words, but basically you don't come to, you know, my city and disrespect my city and disrespect the people that's in the city and the people that that had to go through a waddle and all sorts of life lessons and, and hurt in the city to come here and just say well i hate this city because they don't have a starbucks or something i don't know i forgot what they what they wanted but uh, you know you, you don't you don't get a chance to hate the city and and it makes sense like i'm from savannah when i was living in savannah i wasn't really a big fan of the city like i wanted to move out of savannah you know and i think a lot of people try to move out of savannah i, I never met a person most people that stay in Savannah usually come from out of town, I've noticed, and and there are people that from Savannah that live in Savannah too, but I mean, as a sense of 
I've never heard anyone that's from Savannah that was young and upcoming say, nah, I'm staying here. I was born here and I'm staying here. Like most people I've spoken to and I, I, I don't, and the people I speak to who I've spoken to, they don't speak to, for everyone. But the people that I have spoke to always try to find a way out of Savannah or they just can't get out of Savannah or they will pull back into Savannah. You know, whatever their situation is, you know, and, you know, you, you have family members getting sick. So you have to move back to Savannah to take care of your family members and things of that nature. So but in while saying all of that, yeah, you know, like everybody has their own feeling and their own dealing with Savannah. And, you know, like speaking for myself, I I do or I did. And but at the same time, you know, you don't have anybody else come to your city and just talk bad about your city you know you, you, and if you do talk bad about the city you don't get to hate it unless you love it you know like let's say you move to wherever city i'm gonna use savannah for example you move to savannah with a family it's beautiful you you know a place you have a place for the kids you go to daffin park forsyth park and you experience the experience you go to tybee island you go to river street just different locations and you did this with the family and all of a sudden you're going through a divorce and so now it it changes everything now the memories are gone and then let's say that person just happens to despise savannah or hate savannah you know and that would make sense even though you're from out of town because you loved Savannah at one point, but then this situation happened or, you know, the person cheated, the person you came down to Savannah with cheated with, you know, uh, a local there, you know, and now all of a sudden you have this resentment, you know, but as long as you loved it first. So I definitely, definitely get that quote. And uh, it sounded like a Donald Glover quote. It sounded like something that would be in one of Donald Glover's TV shows or movies, something to deal with Donald Glover, you know. But, um, but yeah, I digress. And uh, the dislikes of this film, I, I felt it was too slow. I felt it was very slow. The movie is a real slow burn. It took a while to make a point. That's what I felt. It's a little, it's a little dry at times. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a Popeye's biscuit at times. You know what I mean? It's a little, (laughs) it's a little dry. I'm also, I'm not into slow drama. I'm not a slow drama type of guy. So I didn't like, like, like I said, I didn't, I didn't know what the movie was going to be. Uh, it, it does have a strange feel to it. Like the film, like not in a bad way, but just, I'll, I'll get to that later. But anyway, um, I wasn't feeling the ending at first. Uh, I really hated the ending when I watched the film, but then I found out it was, this was based off a true story. So that changed everything because I was going to give it maybe a low score. But by finding out this this was based off a true story, this is based off of Jimmy Fail's life. Then it changed everything. Then it was like, oh, OK, this is not by design. Then you know what I mean? Because then everything else would come into question on how this movie ended versus who the director is and what's going on in the film and who the characters, who the film is about and who the characters are about. So. But by, but by finding out this was based off a true story, I have no gripe with it um, as much as I did. Now, the likes. 
Now, I did like the acting and the characters. They were very unique. They brought a different and colorful dynamic to the story. The locations was beautiful and special. The city has a history. The house, is, as I mentioned, uh, is based off of, off of a true story. And so, yeah, I, I definitely did appreciate the locations. Like I said earlier, the locations made me want to go out and visit that city. And this is one of the first movies that put gentrification on film, I believe. I could be wrong. I know they touched on it on Do the Right Thing, where I guess the guy, I guess he came in from Boston, I believe, or he was a Boston fan or something like that. And, they, you know, he runs over, uh, I forgot the guy's name. He runs over the guy's sneakers, his Jordans. You know, you know, like a little touch of that. Then also in the series, she's got to have it. There, you know, there are moments, strong, stronger moments with gentrification in that film. And uh, this one, this is like the first, you know, like like story that's kind of centered around gentrification in a way. I felt like it could have, you know, I mean, it, it, it story is it is what it is. You know what I mean? I can't. I'm not going to say what they could have done, but. The story, it is what it is. Uh, what this film reminds me of, it reminds me of the Royal Tenenbaums in a way. Yeah, I was trying to think of something else, but it's, it's, it's a unique look. It definitely is a unique look. I would suggest you all check it out for yourselves to kind of get an idea for yourself. Just get an opinion for yourself. You know, uh, I did like the other characters. There, there were two, there were, there were a group of characters that, that was in it like these guys that were on the corner and they would kind of like, you know, just kind of like uh, snap on each other, you know, play, play the dozens type of thing. You know, they'd be arguing on the corner with one another. And so there were times they were always, and you know, I'm from Savannah, like I mentioned before, I'm from the seaport. So anyway, um, by, you know, being from Savannah in the era I grew up in, they would, they would call it checking where you just, say little smart things about one another and you do a back and forth type of thing or you just talk about the person they don't they don't have to do have any type of comebacks you know and that was one of the things that kind of stuck out you know uh, well one of the things that did stick out was them talking about the two guys and i think that was a point you know it was in there for a reason but that was one of the points i feel is looking at someone else and looking at what they're doing and judging other people because you have jealousy some people do that because of jealousy they want what the other person has or that person is just different and they don't understand why that person is different and so they have to try to make a mockery out of that other person clout chasing for it they want attention or clout chasing you know, they it's to the point where uh, they have to say something to get noticed, to be accepted. And so they use the other person as, I guess, an easel or their work, their painting. And they hurl insults, painted ball insults at the at the painting and hopes to get some type of accolade for the insults that was painted on the target. So, 
yeah, so I, you, you have that. Also, you have just boredom. Some people are just bored. They have nothing to do, so they just play the dozens. So you just had those situations like that, and I felt like, uh, I felt, I felt like it was like another story that was going on inside. Um, you all can check that out. There are other things that were going on in this film that I do not want to spoil. This is a non-spoiler review. So yeah, so that, so that's my take on the last black man in San Francisco. And right after these messages, I will give you my rating. All right, welcome back. So what I'm going to give this film, the rating for this film, the rating for the black the last, excuse me, the last black man in San Francisco. I'm going to give this film seven witch hats. Seven witch hats. You're like, witch hats? What does that mean? What are you talking about? All right, you got to watch the movie to know what I'm talking about, all right? So, yeah. So, it's 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 a drama. As I mentioned, it's slow. So, you know, but it's it's worth checking out. I You know, I feel like it's worth kicking back and enjoying the film. You know, if you have a date, it's worth sitting back having a date. Just like a nice slow day, get you some wine, some crackers and cheese, if that's your thing. And just keep back and just, you know, enjoy the film. The acting, like I said, it, it was great acting, especially for the first timer, Jamie Fails. So, and also, uh, I can't I can't uh, forget Jonathan Majors. He's been in other films before. I guess why I'm saying Jimmy Fails is because this is his first time. But Jonathan Majors, he did a really good uh, job as Montgomery Allen. So, yeah. So, definitely check it out. I gave it six, seven witch hats. And uh, remember to continue to make me last by giving listener support to the podcast. And uh, you all take care of each other out there. And... Um, Stop chasing after chicken sandwiches. Yeah. All right. All right. Y'all take it easy. One.